you are now about to witness the awesome uh, crushing uh, might uh, of the you Robinson Show Stopper! Welcome, my friend, to a show that seemingly never ends. This is version two. Four, six. I mean, you guys want to show stopper. Do I look tired? Yes, I do. But not on this opening song. Still stigmata. Still intro all of nothing. Still off of the calling of the just. And still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death in a nightclub, and LA is catching on. And Ronnie may approach them out of town on a rail. As it has every week since 2007, let's let Bob sing us in. Listen. payback and for always nothing all right stopped it as you know there are no more commercials at the top of the hour mr rg understood exactly what that meant thank you sir those of you can only guess like dr gene scott you won't make me come and ask you every time so no more for 2023 We'll see how that goes by the end of 2023. We have some catching up to do. This is going to be a heavy, unpleasant show. If you don't want heavy and unpleasant on January 22nd, I suggest you save it now. Just send yourself some sort of notification or Google alert and come back later. I had intended to make it so. But three minutes before I put up the announcement about the showtime, I got a word from, uh, uh, well, I don't know whether anybody wants her name mentioned. Uh, Let's just call her LB. She indicated that a listener of the show, a longtime listener, and uh, as well as an Oxbow fan, a personal friend of mine, uh, expired last night apparently in his sleep. I don't know if it's correct to say in his sleep. Uh, There was a certain amount of um, indirectness about his passing. I'll just read you what she said as it just came in. She said, and I'm reading from an email I just got. I, I asked... If it was, I'll just read you from the beginning. Uh, Eugene, you don't know me. uh, You don't directly know me other than I'm so-and-so's friend. And I wish this form of contact was different. But I wanted you to know that he passed away this morning in my home in Florida while visiting me. I don't have to tell you, but I will because you were important in his life. He admired you in ways that go beyond words, at least my own words. And I said, what happened? She said he had heart problems, drinking problems, 
life was getting harder to deal with, Eugene. And I, I, I don't, I, you know me, I'm a penchant for directness. I go, did he kill himself? And she said, in a non-direct way, I believe he did. He gave up on his health. He gave up on himself to heal. Uh, and, and, that, and that was it all. So I'm going to dedicate this show to Mr. E.M., and uh, uh, it doesn't, it, it, in actual fact, that didn't darken my mood beyond where it already was as a result of the Teixeira uh, 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 Hill fight. Now, another guy, another listener whose opinion I, I respect, let's just call it Mr. San Diego. I'll just say tell you what he told me about the fight last night. Mr. San Diego, we had a communication. He said, um, uh, he said, is Hill going to get it done? I dig him. He's the kind of dude that I want to win. I say, fuck him. I'm team guy, old old guy all the way. He goes, yeah, I can see it both ways. Uh, 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 he goes, and that post facto, he goes, what a fight. Young, old, whatever. I was nervous the whole time. Best fight I can think of. I stopped caring who would win. It was crazy beautiful. I don't care who won. Old team for old dude team for sure, though. I'm old. On the occasion of a unanimous decision loss, Glover Teixeira in Brazil uh, 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 at the age of 42 has uh, retired. So it was going to be a down of a show anyway. However, Mr. EM's passing makes it more so, but let's back up. (laughs) Like Russia, we're going to back up here. And we're going to back up to... Hey, Mr. Robinson, why, why for you? Will you, will you still got the beard for it, Mr. I thought you were gonna shave it. I, 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 I thought you were gonna get, get rid of it. Well, all day yesterday, I spent. If you follow me on Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Sleep Three on Instagram, many of you do so, and I try to follow you back. But for some convoluted Instagram reason. Once I do, I go back and it says to me that I haven't followed you. I'll do it two or three more times, and it unfollows you. I don't know if there's an upward limit of people I can follow or what. I Some guy didn't believe me, thought I was lying. One of you listeners who I do jujitsu with, he stood over my shoulder, and I show him with his out eyes. I clicked to follow, went back, refreshed the screen. It didn't unfollow. So whatever. I don't care enough to do the investigation. Sorry, I'm not going to get... I'm not going to get fucked into some meta Facebook bullshit, Instagram. I don't If it doesn't work, okay. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I am willing to do about it. However, if you, uh, uh, you know, uh, you you could follow me there, you would see that. uh, uh, Look. I am. Okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to build a dynamic into this thing that just doesn't have me saying shit, shit, shitty, shit, 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 comma, ellipsis, shit, shit, period, close quote. I don't want to do that. That that that's not. That doesn't serve you, and it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve. It doesn't serve me. Um, uh, but I wanted to back up. So let's just back up. Um, it. If you follow me, you'll see maybe that we're putting up stuff that I was growing this for a new Oxbow video for a song called Gunnel, G-U-N-W-A-L-E. And I was supposed to be a ship's captain. Um, now, at the end, at, uh, when we actually got to San Gregorio Beach, which has wonderful caves within which to film during the time when the tide is out. Otherwise, you will you have to pay attention to tide because you will get trapped in a cave and drowned. We went in to film the ceremony uh, that we were going to use in the video. And Paula Martin, wife of uh, Jabi Iriando, uh, for a guitar player for uh, Bunuel, flew here from Milan to film. I was supposed to be a, a, a fisherman, a fisher of men. So I was affecting a sailor look, which is why I've grown the beard. At the last second, it was a, a weird decision made that perfectly served my purposes. I was uh, then crossed, uh, uh, gang, gang, gang conscripted, Shanghai into being what is now called a watcher. Now, she had no way of knowing this. Those of you 
who who pay attention to the show and remember somewhat that I was into angelology knows that my angel familiar name is the ridiculous Metatron. I believe it's, I want to say Megatron, but I'm pretty sure it's Metatron. Cementing my belief that, um, that all of our religious stories are based on previous visits to this planet by extraterrestrials. They flew in. Primitive human beings will say, well, look, these angels, they gave us things, they fly. Um, bad things happened. Evil beings have always been portrayed as having, having horns. Goats are not particularly fearsome, even to ancient peoples. I say these were breathing tubes. This is a crazy part of the show that I usually say for last. I'm just getting it out now. And I believe that the symbols and the symbology connected to ancient occult uh, 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 series, as well as the Enochian keys, where other languages are, or instructions, or uh, if I drop a, a Stanley, a Stanley ratchet set, you might have some ancient peoples mythologize the words and the symbols on it to actually mean something beyond, you know, twist here, turn here. How is it that, and my angel familiar is named Metatron. Don't know. Years ago, I had a super potent dream where I was spoken to by Metatron. Maybe like three secrets in every single kid's fairy tale. I shouldn't be talking about this. You don't talk about the wishes you get or the secrets that you've been getting. Whatever. There are three types of secrets, as we well know. Those I keep from you, those we share, and about future events as yet unknown. These are the second and third categories. I get braced in this dream that's as potent as this moment right now. And in that moment, I am told, this is before the Watchmen, this is before any of this stuff entered into parlance, I get visited by Metatron, and Metatron says to me, yes, thank you, thank you, JB. Um, Metatron says to me, you are a watcher. A version of... Uh, uh, an angelic version of a court reporter. You watch, you see, you record. Matching up with my life avocation as a journalist. I didn't set out to be a journalist. Had no interest in it. Set out to be a marine biologist. All right, London's in the house. Set out to be a marine biologist. Though I could always publicly make the claim that it was chemistry 101, where I said, there's no way I want to work as hard in college as I did in high school. Screw this. I still bumped around for several years, four to be specific, before I, before I was going to be a linguist. And then I was going to be a, uh, uh, what was it, a, a linguist. And then I didn't, didn't really like that that much. And I knew that the only reason they liked me is because I could write. Before I finally said, looking for leisure? Follow the football players. There you go, Mr. Is. Follow the football players. And then I was like, communications, journalism. And then I went through film criticism. And then I went through news reporting, uh, daily news writing. And then finally settled on magazine writing. Says you are a watcher. So in the beginning of this video, so Eugene, you're not going to play a fisher, a fisher of men. Those of you who understand why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it, know what I'm meaning. No, nope. you're going to be the watcher. Whoa, I'm going to be the watcher. So I played the watcher, and we got there at 10, 10.30, and uh, filmed until sunset and a little bit beyond. Uh, 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 Kasha dropped the kid off like around 4 o'clock right before sunset because she had the, a show to do. She teaches a class and her students were all doing, she and her students were all doing a, 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 an erotic pole performance uh, for all and sundry to drive, uh, to drive membership. So uh, at any given point, at the end of the video, the shooting of the video for which I've grown the beard, I could have turned on the fight. The kid was with me. She's used to watching the fights. Took the Italian filmmaker and her husband out to dinner, American breakfast style, breakfast place, pancakes and eggs. 
it was close to where the pole thing was happening. Get to the pole thing just in the nick of time. See mom do her thing on the pole. Kids tired beyond belief. It's like 830. I get a little jib from somebody there. It's a weird. But the coolest thing is I open the door. I walk in. And these two women are staring at me like. <gasps> like they saw a ghost. And I was like, oh, I recognize you. They were the, they were, these were kids I've known since they were two years old. They are now in their mid-20s. What are you doing here? <laughs> I go, uh, I, I got my kid in my arm. I said, I came to see the show. But but I'm sorry, uh, her mom is a coach here. They're like, oh, my God. They, they, they know my other kids. They know my ex-wife. Their mother was best friends with my ex-wife. It was just a weird. They were kind of shocked by just the like time, space, association, weirdness, affinities. They, they were really weirded out. But they were willing to entertain Cora. Could have watched the fight. Did it. I'm reading Mr. Izzy's uh, uh, communiques via Twitter. Feeling sort of motivated to tune in. Didn't. Here, John Nash's commentary. There was no care, don't care today because it's a preview show technically and there's no fight next weekend. Plan to watch the show from the beginning. Didn't. About the price raise. Well, and that, that I am now laid off from uh, Wong Duty. Maybe I could make the claim that I was broke. Didn't want to watch, didn't want to pay. But I'd be lying if I said that was a real and only reason. Leave the event, get the kid home, put the kid in bed. Usually on a fight night, I put the headphones on. I, uh, you know, the way we put the kid to bed is you don't put the kid in a dark room and let her, let her cry it out. You get in bed there with her and you doze or read the paper or you whatever, you know, comforting way for her to, to drift off to sleep. Didn't. I'm reading your commentary. Mr. Is was my color commentary for the fight. Woke up this morning at six o'clock to go to jujitsu. And rather than use my morning toilet for what I usually use it for, which is pooping, I sat on the edge of the bed and I read about the fights. Trying to confirm whether I would, because I knew there was no care, don't care this morning, whether I would indeed spend a couple of hours after jujitsu, but before writing the sub stack to, uh, 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 to, to watch the fights and didn't. Mr. Robinson, what, what, what puts you, what puts you off your feed, Mr. Robinson? That's my Burt Young impression from Rocky. A good guy, apparently, by all accounts, former boxer. I, I I have to say that, like I said before, people talk about Me Too and cancel culture, and I go, it's instinctual. It is somatic. It is involuntary. I was a huge Elvis Costello fan. Owned the first two records. Think he's a master songsmith and does a lot with not too much too many vocal skills. Traditionally, not a great singer. Somehow he gets drunk, gets into an argument with some guys, calls Ray Charles a stupid blind nigger. I didn't feel politically chagrined. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't feel bad. Bad about. It's not like I didn't know. Whatever. I don't even know if I believed that. That, that I thought it made him racist. I just lost interest. A buddy of mine goes on a date with a woman. I go, how'd the date? Did you get laid? He's like, no. I go, what happened? Much like an Edgar Allan Poe story, they had chosen to go to an Italian restaurant. In eating, she had chosen to wear a white shirt to the date. Some spaghetti got on her, her white shirt. He was fixated for the entire meal. I said, were you fixated because she didn't stop and wipe it off? In which case, you could have said, hey, you got some. You got some. Let me wipe it off. Or alternatively, you should wipe it off. It's good. So, or she didn't notice. What he goes, everything. In that moment, in that naked lunch moment, that's that spaghetti stain on her shirt symbolized to him everything that was wrong with her, everything that was wrong with him, everything that was wrong with them together. At the conclusion of the dinner, he bid her adieu and did not pursue 
any of the normal typical dating tropes no kiss at the door no drive home no arm over the back seat nothing he was done he didn't choose to do this that's the thing with the me too and the cancel culture you don't choose to do it just all of a sudden you wake up one day and bill cosby's not fucking funny Louis C.K., he's telling jokes, but you're not laughing. And laughter is involuntary. I watched a last Chappelle special. Twice I laughed. I would venture a guess that any of you listening to this show right now or watching this the video right now have made me laugh more than twice, and you're not professional comedians. Or well, I don't mean some, some of you are. There's, I know there's a woman who's a professional comedian who watches the show, Joe. She's made me laugh more than twice in less time. So, you know, it's, it, it, I, I, you want to know the beginning of the end? This is the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the fucking end. And I'm not just talking about for me. I'm not just talking about for me. I'm talking about for the people very specifically in our convoy. Who? Oh, Yuji, who might you talk about? Hey, let's try Ho Jogan, who was replaced by Paul Felder. Apropos, possibly, of a comment where he's, wherein he said he was angry and upset about the loss of Nganu. If you were a true fan of the sport, you know, look, you can get by. Yep. You can get by. Um, you can get by. I don't know how many of you were there. The, the scotched Fedor, uh, Fedor Emelianco, uh, Randy Couture fight that never happened. If I, some of you are new enough that if I said it did happen, you'd believe me. It didn't happen. Some of us have longer institutional memories. Maybe back then you have to say, well, if it happened, how much would it have been the fight of the century? How much, how much would it generate? It's not the point. The point is, given that time, time's arrow goes this way, for those listening on SoundCloud, I am pointing to my right. There is a strong possibility that our, our opportunity to see things that we will never see again, we will never see. Now, if we want to believe that we're in a magical universe, what has to happen now? And he's already made noise about, about fury is in. He's got to bite. bite uh, he's got to book this fight with Usyk first, and he is in. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at what JB said. Yeah, but Kid Nate, those of you who don't know, Kid Nate was laid off by Bloody Elbow amidst the rumors that Vox is trying to unload Bloody Elbow to a future as yet unknown. Now, let, let me show, tell you, if you believe that this is done because Bloody Elbow is not successful, you are wrong. Code Magazine, which I did for a year, was sold by Larry Flint the month it became successful. The first month, which was like 13 months or 14 months in, that we hit black, it was sold. To who? Condé Nast. Who did what with it? They raided the mailing list and shit canned the magazine. Or I went had a meeting with Norman Perlstein at Cody Nash. And he sat and said to us in our faces, said, why would I have the code was a was a magazine for a GQ magazine for men of color when they discovered that 62% of GQ's readership were, were people of color, men of color. So it's like, hey, we could make that's a whole business plan. Larry Flint stole the idea from a guy who had proposed it as Manifest Magazine, started as Code Magazine, uh, put it out, hit the first successful month, and sold it to Condé Nast where they rated it for the mailing list. We said, we're not going to let this happen. We pitched a follow-on project called Magnum. Norman Perlstein looks at the pitch, folds it up, uh, looks at the pitch, leans back from his desk, and says... Why would I buy this when I already have Essence Magazine? Essence Magazine, for those of you who don't know, is a Cosmo for African-American women. My mother used to subscribe to it. Magnum was for men of color, Asian, Indian, Latino, Black, whatever men of color between the ages of 25 and 55. 
I'm guessing Norman Perlstein gets routinely confused between 50-year-old men and 75-year-old women. At that point, I start folding up the stuff, packing up the trucks, moving on out, because you're talking to a fucking moron. Makes no sense. So, you know, you could take the Randy Couture, you know, um, you you could take you could take that that fight and go, well, look, again, that wasn't necessary that happened, but Nganu and Ganu and Jones needs to happen. And now the 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 eye of the needle through which we all have to sail to get that to happen is Tyson books a fight with Usyk. He has to beat Usyk. Now I fait accompli. Jo, uh, Johnny Boney Joni is fighting Cyril Gan. He has to beat Cyril Gan. Gane. So so Fury has to beat Usyk. Jones has to beat uh, Gane. And at that point, uh, uh, Fury turns his attention to the easy money payday of his fight against Nganu. Nganu loses and says, oh, my God, boxing is much harder than I thought. Maybe I can go back to the UFC. The UFC signs him to a multi-fight deal, which he's glad to sign because now he's got 170 mil in the bank, a la accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets. And they booked that fight. Much harder, to, strangely enough, much harder to book now. Nganu gets the credit for being a, a man for all seasons. Second time I've used that phrase. First time today was in the Substack, which you should read. Because he stood out. We needed somebody like him. He was a hero that we needed. Um, he was a hero that we needed to go out and say, yes, uh, uh, uh somebody's got these guys have no health insurance then they start to run you got to understand the pr this is we're, we're this battle is of princes and principalities uh it, to go back to the bible you got to understand where we are you read these headlines and there's a full pitch battle who you, who do you think they got who do you think put the bug in demetrius johnson's ear so he could say i got paid poorly how poorly let me tell you 7 and 7 14 and 14 20 and 20 30 and 30 and now I'm a champion getting 30 to show and 30 to win. That explains a lot. When they give it to Henry Cejudo, he was like, okie dokie, smokey, so long. <laughs> I guarantee you his first fight wherever he is. And of course, the Baldwin could say, oh, his first fight wherever he is. Well, they're financially insolvent. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. You know what it would always happen to me with promoters? When I would demand that they, uh, when they demand they follow through on the deal that they had guaranteed, that they, the guarantee that they had agreed to pay for and to sign the contract for, and I would demand it, uh, no interactive, no negotiation, nothing. You wrote it on a piece of paper. You shouldn't have signed it. You signed it, and the guy will begrudgingly and go, "I want you to know this is coming out of my pocket." Versus what? Because to crawl into your own bed tonight re- re- requires a four-minute cab ride. I am 3,000 miles from home. Fuck you in your pockets. So now, suddenly, a lot of things have to happen for the uh, Johnny Boney Joni and Ganu fight, which is fine. But do you also understand that he can walk by his request for general fighter health care, that he can walk by his all of the tangents that he was that he was asking for, but that he didn't expect to get. But it's part of negotiation that the UFC said all of them, all of them are deal are deal breakers, that that's what, what, what finally killed him. So he comes back. You know, there's some guys you can't play chicken with, right? Some guys, you can't do that because that guy has made the decision. I would rather die in a fiery wreck than to turn the wheel. I've typically been that guy. As evidenced by the stupid shit I've done growing up. What are you guys doing? We're having a competition who can jump down the most stairs. I can jump down them all. This was a lifetime affliction. The bald one has got apparently the same disease. 
because they come back and and Gano loses his fight to 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 Fury. Joan, uh, 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 Johnny Boy J beats Cyril Gane. Stipe, who they want to stick it to as well, distracts the Baldwin enough so that he runs over to stick it to the, to, to Stipe. And in that interim, they say, oh, we have a way to get Ngannou back. Now that he's got the 170 mil in his pocket, he's set for life. He's glad to come back. Can we get a deal? Can't play a chicken with a guy who's bent on winning at all costs. And winning doesn't mean anything to the Baldwin at this point other than what I say. Calvin Ball, non-parial. So even though even though the route to, to, to having this thing happen has gotten higher, the likelihood that the, the Baldwin will bend in any way to make it happen has diminished. Diminished. I had to turn the heat down. I'm dying in here. Oh, what did I want? Let me show you what I got on. Sorry, you guys on, on SoundCloud. I got the special limited edition Boonwell Me on Me. This is perilously close, I know, to dancing on a table in Ibiza with a carbot cut out of my face on my face. I smell like a goat as well. I haven't showered since jujitsu. I'm going to shave when I shower, so that's why. So you understand the temptation for him to not yield at all, not for any solid reason. He could negotiate a completely deal that drops out all that shit that he didn't like in Gano's contract and pays him the meager whatever they're paying for, for, you know, heavyweight for the UFC. And because it would give people a general impression that he folded, he would not do it. This is a sick man, a sick man who makes a sport sick by proxy. And, and if you weren't sick enough as a result of watching that thing get flushed down the toilet, enough so that whole Joe game, I'm out. Because I can't stop from talking about it. Can't stop from thinking about it. Let Felder. Felder needs the money. Let Felder do it. We're going to, we're going to, these guys were attracted by, by real love of the sport. And I, I guarantee you, I don't think the Fertitas are fucking happy about it either. It doesn't make a difference how they feel, but I guarantee you, were they to be at the helm other than Noodle Spine uh, Ari Emanuel, I think we would have got this fight to happen. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing you could do with a guy like that. You know, I start to feel like the scene from The Goodfellas where he's like, Paulie, you know, uh, Tommy's running up these bills. He says, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to kill him? He goes, well, that wouldn't be a bad idea. He's like, oh, Paulie, I'm just joking. I got, I'm not joking. The sport will be infinitely better off without this fucking poisonous toad destroying everything he sees. You don't believe me? I avoid it as all I do, everything in my earthly power, anything happened to do with the PSL. Yeah, and if the fight happens five years now, like we call, we have all seen the decline of Fedor, there's a moment in time where these things have to happen. Just like dating. you Everybody's got an internal clock. Go back to my friend's dating story. You try dating a woman for five, six dates and not make a move and see if you get a seventh date. You're not even going to get a fifth one. There's an internal clock. We all know. We kind of agree upon it. It's rare that, you get, you, that, you're, getting in the, that you're getting in the pocket there the first night. Unless you're a special man. And that's as you sold on the basis of your specialness. That's how you do it. You know, or alternatively, try dating somebody for five, six years and having no discussions about monogamy or where this thing is going. Try that. See if you can get away with that. Won't work. And if it is, then she's spending a lot of time going out with her friends. Because she's out. She's gone. She's left a long time ago. There's a time and a timing for when these things are supposed to happen. And don't roll up on me. You, Jones imminently careful and concerned about this clock as a full expectation he goes i'm not looking more than three fights into the future why would i yep and not only because he likes it from dirty harry how about martin amos total control of another individual inevitably ends up with torture we are being tortured the fighters are being tortured because of one 
fucking mad. If we could look, I got two people. I get if well, people say I know Kid Nateda would disagree. We could take uh, Putin away. A good portion of yeah, I know there's an orthodoxy and a machinery behind him, and it's not just one man, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. So we are on the precipice of all that stuff that we really hope for, the, the beautiful, the true, the good, the stuff that we believe in and attract us to the sport that we're just going to, that the degenerate that's driving this car is just going to drive it straight on by. Because. And as much as I tried to avoid it, which is me closing off the thought from before, bits and pieces sneak in over, over Twitter, over Instagram, which is what I started out saying, and this PSL thing is fucking atrocious. It's a. It's like one of you did this to me, and I have to tell you right now, don't ever fucking do this to me again. Honest to God, don't do it. Some guy sends me a link, and I recognize his name. You know, Mr. Is just for the people in SoundCloud asked, if I saw the Baldwin on the street, would I consider ending him? Listen, there's a certain equivalency that goes along with murder, which says that, I believe that my life is somehow equivalent to this to this other person's, or at least I'm willing to sacrifice everything I have in order to take everything he has, or deny him continuance of everything, enjoy, continuance and enjoyment of everything he has. And and I have to say, what I have and in, in, in my understanding of who it is that I am is much more valuable valuable to me than that poisonous toad. I, I would rather be me than him any day of the week, any day of the week. And have for the entirety of my entire life and the expected continuance of my life. Because all he's got is money. And he's not used that in a particularly clever way. This PSL thing, I want to close that thought off, was fucking atrocious. 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 It, look, I told you about my bout with the, with the, with the Sistema guys where they said, oh, we're going to try something. I thought, oh, this is, they were very interested in proving to me that it wasn't snake oil. And one of the ways they did that was like, you you can't achieve anything until you can demystify getting hit. Okay, I've been doing martial arts since I was 10, but let's start with the demystification of getting hit. Stand against the wall. Okay, I'm game. Sergey, the 330-pound judo black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, Pushes me against the wall. So now put your hands behind your back. Okay. And he starts driving the, he starts first gently driving these meat hammers of a fist into my sternum, like right here in the center of my chest. And he's like, see, you can't breathe. What do you mean I can't breathe? I'm breathing. He goes, no, I see you tensing up. You got to breathe through the punch. You got to de-signify the punch. So I'm caught up in the language. I'm like, okay, I gotta do the Zen Buddhist thing. I'm gonna de-signify the punch. And he's dropping these hammers and he's picking up the pace of the hammers. And it reminds me of that art installation that I went to in Seattle, where they put you in a room, put you in a chair, put you in a blindfold, and they start playing train noises. And the train gets louder and louder and louder. And finally your brain, you know, involuntarily says, fuck you, panic. And you pull it off. And I was like, I was going, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And there was only one person in the house who still had their mask on after I took mine off. And she was very old. And I questioned whether she could hear. I'm standing there. I'm getting these hammers to the, to the sternum. And I'm thinking Marfan syndrome, which I don't have. But I also think, you know, it's impossible to stop somebody's heart. And I was like, fuck it. Fine, bro. Stop. Stop. Fucking stop it. And he's like, well, you know, see, that's it. That's the thing. You don't, you can't, you have to breathe through all this stuff. And he says, tells his son, come up here. Let me show you. And he puts his son up there and he starts dropping the hammers on his son. And I'm looking at the son's face. He's got this very Russian, because they're Russian, in passivity. His father's dropping these. And he then he looks at his son and you can see, like, oh, the son's too good at this. Okay, I'm going to edge it up. And really starts pounding his son in the fucking chest. And then it dawns on me. There's no circumstance in nature unless I'm being tortured. Uh, uh, There's no circumstance in which in nature, in which I'm being tortured, in which I stand against a wall with my hands behind my back and take uninterrupted shots in the chest. 
None. 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 That I, now, maybe the, the point is that this demystifies me to getting hit. And then once I am hit, just letting it pass right through me. Yeah, you know, that's when I started boxing at the boys club. That's what that was about. In fact, I, I sort of enjoy getting hit in the face because it's never, it's never, it's rare that you get hit. I've been hit by a real boxer in the face when in some MMA smoker. Yeah, be rude, square here, knocked me on my ass, didn't knock me out. I, he goes, well, you see, and I scrambled up, pulled his legs out from under him and uh, mounted and beat the crap out of him. He was not a, didn't, wasn't a ground guy. This was MMA. Didn't hurt. My boxing coach, however, when he said, put your mouthpiece in, when I was sort of smarting off at him, hit me in the, in the midsection, and that felt like getting hit with a fucking car, and I never went back. <laughs> I feel bad about that. I see him. He's cranky as ever. He lives around the corner. Now, I'm 100% sure it's him. I've not stopped to say, hey, remember me? Fuck that. Dude is like 20 years older than me. Could still kill. So this PSL thing was disgusting. It was disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. It was on the level of stand against the wall, put your hands behind your back. This And the bald one just, just doesn't see it. I would, any day of the week, I don't know if you've seen those guys where they actually have two fighters fight in a phone booth. That is better. Strategy, technique, and defense. The slap league, without defending, you can't flinch. You can't block. Is just some like like somebody said. Imagine a sport invented by thirteen year olds. It's fucking stupid. Anybody submitting themselves to this, you might as well be biting the heads off of fucking chickens and eating poop on a stage in some carnival because you suck. I understand that you got to do stuff for money, but not this, not this. And you, who I said before, do not send me this shit. You guys sent the link. I recognize the name. I go, oh, what's this? And it was some, it was to make fun of the bald one. I got it. But it was some Indian guy who looks like he's on a date. He was pretty comfortable. And he's just talking to this woman. It seems really nice. Then he slaps her and systematically beats her for like 30 seconds of this video, leaving her on the floor, bloodied and, and paralyzed and, and unconscious. Now, apparently, the aftermath is that he somehow had his friends film it, and they put it up. The neighbors saw it. They flipped out. He's been arrested, and they burned his house down. You know who that doesn't help? The woman he fucked up. And it doesn't help anybody who had to see it. Do not send me shit like that. You know I got this weird thing about, about uh, seeing injuries. Do not send me injury videos. I do not like them. And do not send me shit like this without warning. And the only reason I continued watching it to the end was as, like, as, a, as a tribute to her because me not liking to watch it doesn't change the fact that she lived through it. I'm assuming she lived through it. I, I'm assuming she's not dead. So all of it, it's like this scene from a man with two brains where uh, 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 Steve Martin's wife dies, the very nice wife dies. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, EB just said, can't wait for Dana White's. So you want to be a retard speech. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, man, it's, you know, so in The Man With Two Brains, his very nice wife dies and he's getting, getting married to Kathleen Turner, who's a hellion. I mean, when they drive up to the house, she goes, who are those assholes on the porch? And he goes, oh, dear, those aren't assholes. Those are azaleas. <laughs> it's a very funny line. And he tells his dead, the ghost of his dead wife that he's going to marry this woman. And then you hear the ghostly sounds of no, no, when paintings are spinning. And it's like the exorcist and stuff is dropping off the, he is give me a sign, baby. No, no, and crockery is breaking. And the wall cracks and there's lightning and thunder inside his living room. And he pauses and goes, any sign at all. Now, you may not be where I am now, but at this point, you got to know that you are being given signs. Signs, signs, everywhere is a sign. We are being given signs. You, we, this is the point, this is the point in, in, in post-Weimar Germany, this is the point at which honest people knew. This is the point at which honest people knew they were fucked. 
where there was no mistaking what the Nazis meant by freedom of the streets. This is that point. So, yeah. Yeah, you know we're going to raise the price. Fuck you, you don't like it. Fuck you. Ah, you know. Uh, we're going to do this professional slap league. It's got no redeeming values because it doesn't involve any sort of defense at all. It's like professional punch in the nuts league, but you'll watch it because you're fucking stupid. And guess what? Hey, I got two words for you. Fuck you. So we're raising the price. We, we're doing some other shit. Uh, I beat up my wife. I beat up my wife like I, and I punished other fighters for doing the same. You know what? Fuck you and fuck them. How about that? This sport needs me. Can't you see that? Can't you see the sport needs me? Where's this fucking sport without me? And these bald one nut jumpers are like, That's, we need you. We need your testicles, bald one. What would my mouth do without your testicles, bald one? I can't imagine. The guy's a sport killer. How come nobody's seeing that? This is the point at which you're looking around in the room and everybody's sig hiling. What are you fucking? This is this is it. So when we get to the fight last night, and I say, okay, it's Brazil. Usually this means it's a it's a whipple ball setup for the Brazilian fighter. Well, maybe, except for the fact that Jamal Hill is all over. Well, man, she'll be able to slap his wife, slap his bucket. Why did she what she what the fuck did she was expect? Listen, listen, you know, I mean, listen. Barbo, at one point we were talking about, you know, women, men retaliating for hitting women. And I was like, listen, I was a younger man. Then I said, any woman hits me, you're going to get hit back. And she goes, you can't do that, Gene. You know, that calls me Gene. And I was like, yeah, well, we'll see. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah, like I used to also think when I was younger that I would hit my kids. I've never hit any of my kids. Doesn't mean you don't get angry at them. Uh, doesn't mean you have to say, look, you got to go to your room. The worst thing I said to my kids, hey, stop talking sassy to me. I'm not one of your friends. I don't talk to you that way, and I don't want you talking to me that way. I wasn't talking to your mother that way. That's it. Never hit my kids. When I was younger, I thought I would hit my kids, despite the fact that I'd only been hit twice myself. If you read the Substack, you know this. So as a younger man, 22, 23, I was like, yeah, you know, woman punches me in the face. You got to know you're getting this back, right? And I get to be a little older. It's like, it's much e Why would I do that? It's much easier to say, thank you. Here's the number of my divorce attorney. See you later. Forget out of jail card. You know what's more effective? That. Because you know, once somebody knows that, they, if they, if you want that to, if you want, if you want out, if you want an exit, there's your exit. There's your exit. You hit me in the face, and you got it. A hundred percent guarantee. I'm done. Hundred percent. Not letting anybody slide. Not listening to any excuses. I was on my period. I lost my temper. None of that. That's even if I do something dreadful. You had sex with my mother. Hey, well, no. That's it. Because I don't hit you to make a point. So my understanding evolved from a young man's understanding to now. But listen, let me tell you, Jamal Hill, you know, affixing his, his lips to the buttocks of the boss paid off. Why would I watch this fight? I love Glover Teixeira, a guy who 42 years old fought back against the odds. But he's right. He's made enough money given how that he's 42. He's done. Yeah. Exactly. Like somebody put together a list on Bloody Elbow. Now Bloody Elbow, now existential threat Bloody Elbow says, uh, these are the times where uh, the bald one has said fighters were scared. Self-serving, shit-eating donkey. And that's an insult to fucking donkeys. And then all these people, these guys who are like, hey, get the cage site, you know, access guys are like, can't you see? Can't you see that even the jungle at this point wants this guy dead? Unless you're one of these people posting up a PSL and everything out of his mouth is, is holy writ, you got to understand, not good for the sport. Not good for the sport. Not good for the sport. CM Punk getting paid more than Demetrius, is that good for the sport? 
How many? What was it? What was it? Delta, the growth delta in in WWE fans over to the UFC to make that worthwhile? I mean, at least at least Brock Lesnar, I might have a hard time beating. I got a half detached Achilles tendon right now until a surgery in February, and I could take CM Punk now. Yes, I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, but no, that doesn't make a difference. So, oh, well, you know, at least women's MMA, you know, something he said he would never do. You could watch the Jessica Andrade, who I picked to beat Caitlin Vieira. Yeah, I've been hearing about that, too. I was glad that scores were settled. That McKinney, who's been spouting off unforced error, you know, academy, been spouting shit off. Glad to see him murked. A couple of the other fights, but I'm sitting here today and I'm like, what do I need to watch? Should I watch something? And I, like with Elvis Costello, should I buy the third record? Should I buy the, and I don't feel it. Don't feel it. I don't feel it. Now I've seen, because, uh, you know, care, don't care. I've seen some of the fights coming up on the roster and there's the fights I'm interested in coming up. And if I don't have other stuff to, to interfere, yeah, may, maybe I'm watching those fights. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm watching those fights. But last night, you know, I've missed fights on the road, tried to see him, been in some country and can't get the hookup because uh, Google, whatever, won't let me do it. ESPN Plus won't let me see. I Or the whatever streams won't, can't get on. And I said, oh, maybe, damn it, I've tried to track them down at post facto. I just, it's just too much. All the signs are there. Like Dr. Dre said about death row right before he left it, sometimes you're at a party and you think you need, you know, this is the party where you, they were, there was a crime family. He's like, I'm, I'm a musician. I ain't the fuck out of here with this. I'm not going to prison because these guys are, are cosplaying gangsters. He says, sometimes you're at a party and you get uncomfortable and you want to leave. I'm not deciding to leave. I feel like the sport left me. How can you walk by Jones and Ganu and think you've done something good? How can you do that? How? If you're not thinking about the sport at all, I understand that. We are not in a good place. We are not. Like the one who emailed me about my friend dying we are not, he, she said, uh, did he commit suicide? And she was like, well, yeah, <laughs> he gave up on taking care of his health, gave up on how he was eating, just didn't do the things you need to stay alive. I think we would say about the bald one. And last week's show, I talked about the difference between giving up and surrendering. Johnny Boney Joni surrendered, didn't give up. It would be fair to say that the bald one has both surrendered and gave up if he was ever in the fight to begin with. He was in the fight business. He wasn't in the fight. The fight of let the good make right this evil wrong. That's not where he was. So now we're stuck in this position of watching really horrible pornography. Uh, you know, yeah, you all don't know what this is like. <laughs> you know, you turn on something horrible on the internet, you just go, hey, and you click on something else. I remember, and it's all done in like high, high, high death. I have the experience of going into a, a porn shop in 42nd Street back in 1977. And I remember as a 16-year-old, as a 15-year-old, uh, looking at some porn that featured pregnant, pregnant women uh, having sex with trans, pre-op, pre-op, uh, transgender um, transgender uh, women, which means breasts, chicks with dicks. And I was like, what's happening here that makes this attractive? And I guess if the people in it seemed like they were having fun, um, it would have made all the difference in the world. But it was clearly somebody, some executive producer somewhere in some basement in Rawway, New Jersey said, hey, you know, it'll be cool. Maybe get that pregnant broad to, to fuck the he, she. Maybe that would be cool. 
hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe you you know what? Let's get the real, the worst photographer and the worst printer and the worst set designer. Somebody will want to buy it, and I guarantee you somebody did. That's the point at which I decided, along with strip clubs, these are places I don't need to be. As a 15-year-old, plenty is interested in pornography, but not that. I just wanted to look at some naked ladies, like a 15-year-old. It was back to back to dumpster diving at 7-Eleven. <laughs> so, there we go. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I feel like there's some terrible dereliction of duty to talk about the fights, you know, with, with without watching the fights. However, what am I watching? What am I supporting? You can't honestly tell yourself at this point in time that by paying for the fights, you were supporting the fighters. You know that's not true. You can't honestly at this point in time think that the bald one is a sports savior. You can't think that's true. So then how do you how do you defend the derelictions of duty in regards to how, how he treats his fighters? You can't tell me that he has that they got their best interests in mind. You can't tell me that's true. You can say, well, what other CEO in America has the best interests of their employees in mind? I don't know. Maybe those were good companies where people don't want to leave. No, all the signs are there. All the signs are there. So at this point, my attitude is going deeper into 2023 to not have my year subjugated. Yes, yes, SS has got it right. Read about the fights the next day. I stay, stay up to watch. You know, we were back to that place in time where um, I'm in for, for 2023 to be a salvageable year. You know I'm in to the end of this year. Got to stay in, want to stay in, got to oversee the publication of my book. It's got to stay in, want to stay in. And I, I do want to see Cyril Gane and uh, and Johnny Boney Joni. But at this point now, it's like when you go past that third date and you're like, well, you know, is, is this worth playing? Even if I don't have sex with this person, is it worth being here for me? And I have to say, I'm in for 2023, but I have to be seduced. No, no, no. You don't get the automatic. If the choice is hanging out with my kid without having headphones on, or put my headphones on and paying eighty dollars, eighty-two dollars, or whatever the fuck it is to watch you not pay the guys who I'm paying the money for. Why would I do that? Why? And circumstance could save this guy. And I'm, if the numbers on PSL keep going down, I see Ari Emanuel making the bold move of canceling it. The bold, principled move of canceling it. Stop it! You guys disgust me. So, um, I wish my friend had a better send-off show than this one, <clears throat> but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I, you know, I, I want a kicker. Oh, there's a kicker. How about this? Tomorrow at 1230, you get the bad boss brief. You get the bad boss brief in which we will touch on some of this stuff. 1230, subscribe to the page. It's on YouTube, bad boss brief. June is helping us roll it out through Apple Music and Tidal and all the other places where you can get the show stomper. We're still kind of in soft launch mode. Uh, me and Stephanie Parolo, we're still in the soft launch mode, uh, but it's now's the time. Get in there, subscribe. It's half an hour, easy. And Stephanie does a lot of the hard lifting, actually does some deep research about the nature of bosses and has 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 her own company called Upper Hand Biz. So worth, worthwhile, real takeaway, if you're a boss or have a boss. But, uh, yeah, it's the nature of the show. What is that line, the Jack Nicholson line from Carnal Knowledge? What do you fucking expect, Bambi? You know, try to stay alive. You see, it's no joke when I say that. Try to stay alive until next week. Monday, there's no care, don't care. Tuesday, there's if the shoes fit. Um, uh, 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 the show, the uh, look what you made me do. The Eugene S. Robinson Substack is out already. 
It talks about me and George Santos in our prior careers as matadors. Huh? What? Ooh. Hmm. And uh, um, let's hope that, uh, I don't know, like I said, to thread that needle, to, a lot has to have happened. And uh, the numbers of fighters that you're going to be willing to post up for, knowing what they're signing up for, there's very few. There's very few. So i like to send you off with a hell how do you do, but that this is all I got. So sorry. It's a downer. Downer. Take a drink for Mr. EM. Thanks, bro. Thanks for being there for me. Anyway, this is the end of the show. The kid is now sleeping. So I got to whisper the exit because look what your baby do. Ah, say goodbye to the beard. Say goodbye. Bye, beard. Bye, 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 bye